Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leader in Red, hosted by myself, Natalie Hansford. Today, I have with me a guest, and her name is Skylar. She is a millennial in the workforce, and she is working the typical nine to five, just like myself. And she's working towards her CPA designation, which is really exciting. And she is here to talk about her previous experience with having a disease in the workforce. So hi, Skylar. Thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Maybe you can tell everyone a little bit about yourself because obviously you're going to be better at introducing yourself than myself. So maybe you just start off by telling us about yourself and your background story. Sure. So I'm Skylar and I'm 24 years old. I'm an accountant. So I actually just wrote my CFE in September of last year. So I'm working towards my CPA designation. And if you didn't know, that is a chartered professional accountant. And I also suffer from ulcerative colitis, which is a chronic illness and inflammatory bowel disease. So just a background on how I got diagnosed. It started all back in 2011 when I went through six months of misdiagnosis. Um, So I went to doctors and they kind of kept dismissing me. And I finally got diagnosed July 4th, 2011 with ulcerative colitis. I did eight years of drug trials and failures, and ultimately on August 28th of this year, I received a total proctocolectomy, which is the surgical removal of the full bowel, and was given an ileostomy, which is my small bowel is sticking out of my stomach, and which is called a stoma, and it's called stormy. It's obviously a very traumatic experience. It's so amazing that you're so open about it, because I... I haven't ever met someone who's actually been through this disease before. I know someone that had a kidney transplant and she didn't want to talk about it. And then it was more of her family opening up because obviously transplants, you need something else to put back in. And it's very scary for a lot of people. I traveled with her as well. The amount of medicine alone is like mind blowing. So I couldn't imagine actually having to go through something like that. So you're actually very strong to be able to talk about it, especially on this podcast. So thanks again for coming on. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) What has been your experience with trying to take time off for your illness? I know that sometimes employers can be either one-sided, yes or no, basically, to taking time off. And whether this being surgery or days prior to, what was your experience? My first hospitalization was April 1st of 2019 and leading up to it, I hadn't taken a day off and I worked every day straight since January 2nd, which is a long time. I just went to the bathroom a million times at work uh, and I just kind of pushed through it because it was tax season and that's what you do. You don't miss work. So, and the only reason I got a day off in April, because April is like the biggest month of tax season um, was because I was losing so much blood. I was wearing a diaper to work and really wasn't reacting to any medications, including prednisone. And if you didn't know, prednisone is a really high steroid, which is very effective. So it takes out all the inflammation. And for me, that I have all the inflammation in my colon. Mm -hmm. So When that wasn't working, my gastroenterologist was like, let's take a look. So he did a colonoscopy. 
colonoscopy. And I honestly figured I would be back the next day at work and just kind of moving on and I would take one day off. Little did I know, like, the next day I was hospitalized for a week because it was so bad. Right. Um, however, what I will say about my work, which I wouldn't say is for most accounting firms, is that when I did take a time off, it was fine. Whether it was for my infusions and me medications or just because I needed some time or even just like a half day off, they were really good about it. But I wouldn't say like I tried to do it because there's just such a like in accounting, especially in tax season, you just don't miss work. And was the support from your management team the, where you felt that it was great for you to take time off? Were they supporting you in taking the time off? Or was there not really a stigma ever before of the management team wanting you or not wanting you to take time off? After my first hospitalization, I kind of took a step back from work and really decided my health was like most important. So I decided to switch partners not because my partner previous was bad or anything, because I honestly really liked him and he was such a mentor to me in my first few years in an accounting firm, but because I really wanted to be in tax. And when you're in the hospital for a week, you realize life is too short. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. If you want to be in tax, you should just go in it, even if, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's the most stupid thing you want to do. <laughs> but um, as you said in a previous episode, like, I listened to every single one, so that's also <laughs> something, but moving partners to the one I have now was probably one of, like, the greatest decisions I made in my health um, journey, I guess you could say, just because she really understood me and cared about my well-being. Yeah. Even now, being off work for almost two months, she still messages me and asks how I'm doing, and I really want to be a partner at the firm I work for, so... When they are supportive of me now and me missing three to four months of work because of the surgery, they know they're going to have a long-term employee. Like, I want to be a tax partner one day. So mm -hmm. that's the end goal. And they know that. So why would they ruin their chances and not be supportive now to have an employee like that in the long run? For sure. I think the management team is super impactful on how the employees' experiences are for their professional careers. Like even now, if I have an employee that is upset or they don't like something, it really gets to me and it affects me. And when people don't feel like that about something that's going on in their life with regarding one of their teammates or even at work, maybe they're upset about something that has happened. And if you don't have their back or support them, then you don't have anything. Like there's literally nothing and there's no reason why they should pursue their professional career supporting you as a leader. So I think it's so important that your management team is like that and they are going to support you. So that's great that you have that experience and support in this hard journey of yours. And now on the flip side of this, what was your experience and feedback from your coworkers when you are wanting to take time off like directly or indirectly? So I think this is where it differs from management to coworkers and employees. With accounting, there's such a stigma about the longer you are at the office, no matter how much work you get done, you're the top employee. So this was like really hard for me to like accept because I would get all my stuff done and would leave quote unquote early some days because my body just couldn't handle it or I needed to go get medications or get my infusions or whatnot but I like go down the stairs and you know, you'd get those like 
side glances that like, oh, you're leaving early. Yeah. And it would what are me- you doing? You're not yeah. trying hard. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, but I'd have to remember, like, as long as like my boss was happy, I was okay. Because at that point it was me and him and I was doing everything he wanted me to do. So if I got all the stuff done and wanted to leave early, I was allowed to. But because right. of that stigma that like I'm leaving at four instead of staying till eight, nine o'clock mm-hmm. or even 10, 11 some days, because that's what accounting does. You stay until the work's done. There would be employees that like harp on you or just, you know, gossip behind your backs. Uh, there was also like the bathroom mishaps because I was going so many times a day. So I was going probably like 15 to 20 times like a work day just because of uh, how much blood and mucus I was losing. Yeah. People started to kind of stare and it almost felt like I was being judged by going to the bathroom. Right. Like, oh, you're going again. You've only, right. you went like 15 minutes ago where it's not my fault. If I don't get there in the next 10 seconds, I'm going to the bathroom in my pants and I cannot hold it in. And then I'm actually going home. So just let me go. (laughs) But you know, some of my, my coworkers were really great. Like I have a couple close friends there that like I could always go to. And now that my boss, she's not only my boss, she's like a mentor and friend that I can go to. And as long as your management team is happy really what does it matter if a coworker doesn't like you or is judging you but yeah. obviously that's hard because totally you can't control <laughs> like other people but that's where like the management team comes in and I mean like everyone always says like don't worry about your coworkers and stuff like that but like it really is the management team's responsibility to make sure that the culture is positive and that there is communication so like I'm not saying they have to share about your life and what's going on, but it's one of those things that like you do have to protect your coworkers to making sure that they feel comfortable and appropriate. Um, So the coworkers gossiping and doing these little weird looks or maybe making comments, maybe not towards you, but indirectly, it does affect you. And now it might affect you like going back or it might affect you when you're recovering and in your journey. So at the end of the day, people just need to mind their own fucking business. (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree. Like I almost like getting the surgery was kind of like a suck it moment. Like I was really sick. Like if you didn't believe me. And that's so sad. (laughs) That's so sad that like it actually takes that. Like even not even like being sick regarding like having a disease or having something that's very um, tragic or being hospitalized, like people that like just have like a flu, they're like, you, like, you don't have a flu. And it's like, I've actually, I've never been sick so many times in this year and I've gotten the flu three times, which three times is not a lot, but like it is for me. And Mm -hmm. I know people don't think that, but if I was in the wrong workplace, they would think I'm just calling in sick to have the day off. Like being sick is not a day off. It's not fun it's not enjoyable. You don't get to have a good day. (laughs) For sure. And people think you're lazy because you're not suffering through the flu or whatever it is. Right. Like, oh, you actually can't come in because you're, you know, coughing up mucus or whatever the flu is entails. Like, let people 
sick. If you're it's sick. So true. I know. Or like you're going to a concert, you're not sick. Like I don't believe you. It's like, gee, I could come in, I could sit right on your desk and I could get you sick. Is that what you want, Rachel? <laughs> Do you want but that? And <laughs> I honestly think it's more the older people that say it than the younger yeah. people. Like the older people are like, you just need to stick it through where like the younger people Back are like, in my day. We I don't came want to, to work no matter what. <laughs> That's the thing. Or like in our case in accounting, it's if you don't work until 12 o'clock at night, you're a horrible employee. No, I need to sleep, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't I think on two hours of sleep every night like you. And it's just not healthy either. No, I totally agree. I mean, like the stigma is like absolutely massive and the calling in sick stigma, if, if you will. And it doesn't, it could be about anything. It could be about something that's like a critical Ill, like injury or illness all the way through to having like a flu or a stuffy nose or whatever. And like, even if you have a stuffy nose, stay home. No one wants to catch that. No one wants to have a stuffy nose. No one wants to have like a dry throat. Like just stay home. Like it doesn't matter. And that's why the government has implemented sick days so that this whole stigma can like slowly diminish and even with the sick days being implemented, people are still talking shit. Like, why did the government implement these darn sick days? It's like, no one needs these sick days. It's like, I mean, these sick days can be used for anything from, again, illness to like injury. And some of the sick days could be used for like, if your kid is sick and things like that, like shit happens. I also um, just think with everyone being so judgmental, like your heart is different than my heart. Like I could get through the surgery, but maybe someone else couldn't. And maybe you could have gotten through that flu, but I couldn't. Yeah. So you just need to be mindful and just be more kind. Like I think people are so judgmental nowadays. Yeah. That it's like you're not allowed to have any feelings. You just have to be stone cold, get through your day and go home. We're like, let's have some peace and just... Yeah. Everyone's entitled to a different opinion. Like even nowadays, like everyone has that one thing that gets them annoyed, like completely off topic. But I was talking to someone that was like, I'm being harassed. What can I do? And I'm like, well, tell me the situation. And he kept saying that people kept moving his stuff. So moving his pen, moving his stapler, moving his stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, is it your stuff or is it someone else's stuff? And he's like, well, it's my stuff. And I'm like, the same thing happens with me. Like I get things that annoy me at work. I don't like when people hover over me at work, but that doesn't mean that they're doing something wrong. Like if they're sitting, standing beside me, it doesn't mean they're doing something wrong. If they're using your pen, it doesn't mean that they're doing something wrong or they borrow something and they put it back because you have to be willing to share if you work in a workplace. But it's the same thing with being sick or calling in sick. It's like everyone has that one thing that pisses them off. And if that thing is something it's involving someone else's life, then you need to just get it through your head that you're not the only person on this world. And you're going to have to be able to work with people and deal with other people's situations, whether you want to or not. So the stigma just needs to go away. I'm like, so over it. (laughs) Amen, sister. (laughs) What would you think would be something that would help beat the stigma? For me, I think people need to take care of themselves because you are replaceable as hard as that may seem for some, especially the older generation. You are not irreplaceable because I think people think that 
and try to work ridiculous hours, especially in accounting, but I'm not generalizing to just accounting every job there is. Oh, totally. They don't take care of themselves because they think, you know, doing all these extra hours and everything is going to make them so good and irreplaceable. But like coming from someone who did just that, and I was hospitalized. Like, trust me, it's not worth it. Yeah. I have been in the hospital more in the past three months than I've been out of the hospital. And I do, wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Like, when you're sick, you need to take care of that. Like, you are sick. Do mm-hmm. not go to work. Don't push yourself. Like, who cares about the extra whatever, $10? You're still going to be taxed on it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coming from the tax account. (laughs) It's true. But seriously, like, just take care of yourself because you have your own, like, you are your own body and they can replace you, but you can't replace yourself. Absolutely. And even when we were talking before we started recording, it's like, you're not tough if you don't take vacation days. Like, no one's going to pat you on the back and give give you, like, a congratulations that you didn't take your two-week or three-week holidays. Like, you're not showing up or, like, comparing yourself to other people because you're not taking those days off. So like for me, like I was so drained this month. I even working like the nine to five and then also doing the podcast is a lot. And some people like laugh at me and they're like, well, you're doing it to yourself. Just quit. It's like, that's not who I am. Like I like what I'm doing and I'm not complaining about it, but it's just, it's exhausting. And even like mental exhaustion is sometimes worse than physical. And a lot of people don't understand that, but I decided to take the Friday and the Tuesday off just to extend that Thanksgiving long weekend, like just to have that little bit more of a push to help me relax a little bit more. And it's exactly what I needed. And I'm so glad I did it. And some people were like, well, you already have the long weekend. Why are you taking those extra days off? And I'm like, okay, like, I don't need to explain it to you, but if you want me to like go into detail, like Thanksgiving isn't relaxing. And I don't need to explain to you when I want to take a day off and relax. Like, have the bank days. Do you want me to give you the receipt? (laughs) So it's just being able to, yeah, take time for yourself, mental, physical exhaustion as well. And have it, take it. Yeah. Take it before you lose it. When you're on vacation, we talked about that too. Like I find that was a stressor too. If I had a day off, I was still checking my emails every hour. Like take time off of your phone. Yeah. That's probably the best thing for you. Like stress got me this disease a hundred percent and I will not, I will fight anyone who thinks differently. This brought it on. And because I got this disease, obviously like medications didn't work and everything. And I wouldn't say stress caused me to get a bag, like a stoma, but I do think that's particularly why I got this disease because I just couldn't handle all the stress I was putting on myself. So you stress really- is so powerful. Like people sure. don't realize how powerful stress is. Like even for myself, I didn't have something as traumatic of an experience, but I was so stressed a couple months ago that my body shut down. Like I was literally no word of a lie. I felt great. I felt a hundred percent. It was like last winter and I was out to dinner with my boyfriend and we were at dinner and I was like, babe, we got to go. Like I just randomly felt weird. Like it wasn't like I was going to be nauseous. It wasn't like I was going to be sick. Like it wasn't like, I don't, I can't explain the feeling, but like my body just shut down and it was so scary. He like drove me home and I couldn't walk. Like I couldn't move. I was in bed. I was almost like, I was like alive in a coma in a way. Like 
I, w- I could physically move my arms, but I just couldn't, like, I couldn't stand. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the strength. And then the next day I was done. And then the next morning, like two days after I was fine. And I was like, what the hell just happened? And like, it was totally stress in that point, in that moment in my life, I believe that it was stress. So it's, it's so important to take care of yourself. Well, and sometimes your body is just like, I need rest. Like, let's not go to that party or don't go to that event or don't even go to the work that day. Because sometimes like your body's just had enough, like you have worked too hard or you thought too much. And sometimes you just need that like mental. You you deserve it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) We work hard enough. We deserve exactly. (laughs) I know. Like work isn't so that you can like work and live your life. Like you work to live your life, not like live your life to work. So it's important to actually express that. Yeah. My next question that I have for you is, do you have any concerns or fears with going back into the workforce after your surgery? So yes, I actually have many concerns going back to work. And I think the first one is just getting asked how I am a hundred times. Yeah. Just because it's not, I know everyone means well because everyone wants to know how I'm doing. And I really tried to be like a good employee at this firm. So I know everyone like cares about me, but it was traumatic the past three months. I went into the hospital meeting my surgeon, knowing I would get it in the next six months to be getting it two days later for emergency, like a total procto collect. Yeah. So it's not like I had a lot of time to process it. And even though I'm doing so well and I think it saved my life, I don't want to recount the same story a hundred times because I think it will just bring up some bad memories that I don't really want to tell a hundred times. Oh, or tell it all. Like it's no one's business, but your own. For sure. But there's a part of me that wants to tell people because I'm like, I feel, for example, John, my uh, boyfriend, he didn't know what ulcerative colitis was when I met him. Right. And now he's dating someone with a stoma. So I want people to know what it is. And since starting my Instagram account and kind of recounting what I've been going through, there's been so many people in my life that I didn't know were experiencing the same symptoms and have come to me for advice. So I do want to tell people what's gone on because if I can help them in any way or just, hey, this could be a possibility of your symptoms. Yeah. Check it out. I want that. But there's also a part of me that's like, so how was surgery? Well, it was great. But I, when I woke up, they didn't have me on pain meds. So I couldn't see. My pain was so bad. I yeah. lost my vision. And the next day, people even touching me hurt so bad. I screamed. Like, right. Recounting stuff like that is hard, but talking about like my symptoms so I can help you is better. I think it just depends on what they're asking. I don't want to recount my surgery that much, but like I'm doing so much better. This saved my life. It might not save yours, but I was, I will 100% say my colitis was killing me, but it just depends on like the way that they ask it. Yeah. And it just, it's an overwhelming experience. And I think just like going back in general to work and the stress of it, 
I've had a lot of time to like try and realize like where my stress triggers are but like going back is going to be stressful because work is just stressful no matter what job you're at and I just need to like take it easy like when I do go back I'll go back part-time and start two days a week right and build from there like I'm not going back full-time just because if I go back full-time and realize it's too much I don't want to be like hey partners like I'm sorry but I need another month off because you stressed me out too much so I think just like getting in the swing of things because I've been just off for so long it's gonna be weird but like good because I'm ready to go back into the workforce and like get my designation and start you know be getting my goal of being partner but it's also like obviously stress of going back (laughs) I mean that's so great that you even want to go back because some people are so scared to go back at all like not even wanting to take a foot in the foot in the door or getting back at all so going part-time I think would be an amazing option it's so great that your employer is able to like offer you that And maybe it might be like beneficial for like other employers that are having people that are coming back into the workforce, like educating their staff on like how to approach people when they do come back or like how, what to say and what not to say. And although you don't have to be there for that, but it might be just beneficial for as an employer or as the management team to say, Hey, like so-and-so is coming back. It was a very traumatic experience. Like let's not just make it all about that and just act like normal. If you want to ask questions, that's fine, but just keep it to a bare minimum or whatever the case may be. It's like whatever is going to make like you coming back to the workforce more comfortable and not make it feel like, feel like it's overbearing because it's already overbearing enough going back in general, never mind people like crowding you and. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's been employees at my firm that have gone on stress leave just because accounting is stressful and I'm not my firm but I am blaming just the profession in general that it's stressful. And them coming back, you're actually told not to talk to them about (laughs) anything why they left. (laughs) Okay, well, that's... But in the same sense, you also, like, I don't want anyone to, like, not come up to me because I also want to feel like I was important and was missed. Yeah. But I also don't want to go into very big details. So I, I would almost want someone to come up and be like, hey, we missed you. Hope you're doing well. If you need anything, I'm here. And leaves. Yeah. And just I, to know they have, like, I have their support. Yeah. But I don't, I almost want to just send an email. This is what happened. Do not ask me again. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I couldn't imagine even going through that. It's almost like just in general, coming back to the workplace regarding anything is absolutely scary. Even honestly, when I come back from vacation, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I'm going to have people at my desk like 24 seven is going to be an absolute nightmare. Okay. Like I'm coming back on Monday, but I'm not going to work till Tuesday because Monday is going to be question day. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like I can see so myself true. getting no work done because I've seen everyone and it's just like, <laughs> yep, here's my two minute blurb yeah. uh, what happened book no, a meeting <laughs> all right next person <laughs> okay I have one more question for you and then um we'll end this off so what is something you wish your employer did to make your process a little bit more easy or more comfortable So I think knowing my benefit plans for taking time off, knowing I could go on medical leave, 
and get on medical EI and just taking time off in general, just like knowing my options. I only took time off when I was hospitalized for the second time in four months because I could hardly get out of bed. And I was just always, I was either sleeping in the bathroom or I was, it was just awful. So maybe if I had taken some time off before, I might have, might not have been like as sick as I was, but I'm not going to focus on the what ifs. I will say to anyone sick and knowing they need to get time off to go to their HR and just tell them what's going on, ask what kind of short-term and long-term disability programs they have, and request to get help to go on medical EI if need be. Just because for me, I didn't even know that was an option. I kind of just thought, I'm sick now, I'm going to go off work, unpaid, and it is what it is. I'm lucky that I live at home, but it wasn't like... But what if I had a mortgage? Like I wouldn't, yeah. I would have just kind of kept going. So just being educated. If, yeah. They, most of the people knew I had colitis. Mm-hmm. So maybe if HR had come to me or I had gone to them, but it's also scary to go talk to them that we would have just had, like known my short term. Like right now I know if I don't get off medical EI by December 7th, I can go on long-term disability at work if I really can't go back to work, which isn't a goal for me. I really do want to go back to work, but just knowing my options so I don't have to stress about that. Yeah. And I would just say like, you only have one body and you need to like take care of yourself because you're irreplaceable for your workforce, but you're Mm -hmm. irreplaceable to you. Yeah. And your body. Absolutely. Well, that is a great way to end it off. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so awesome to have you on here and talk about like a little bit of a different topic than I usually talk about, but it's something that everyone needs to hear, needs to start implementing, needs to start focusing on because we kind of think about our bodies being secondary to ourselves sometimes. And we need to start thinking about it as the primary. So it was good to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, guys. So if you want to follow Skylar on her Instagram, her Instagram account is mbskysky. So M-B-S-K-Y-S-K-Y on Instagram. Be sure to go like her post and follow her for some more feedback on her journey and share the love. Um, And guys, if you like this episode, then be sure to screenshot it and share it on your Instagram story and tag myself, Leader in Red Podcast on Instagram. I'm always looking forward to hearing when you are listening to the episode and when you like it. And if you want to receive notifications on the new upcoming episodes, then be sure to subscribe. And thank you guys again so much for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one.